You're on a roll. You finally think you can achieve all your goals and dreams. And as if on cue, somebody shows up saying you shouldn't be doing what you're doing or that you can't or shouldn't have success. Sure, we know we're supposed to ignore all that, but it's not quite that easy, is it? Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So a few weeks back, I posted an episode of this podcast on a Facebook or in a Facebook group and uh, got a fun little message that made me think of this topic and I'll, I'll read it to you. So this was episode 55 where I talked about um, the title was we offer uh, industry leading quality, superior customer service and, uh, in, you know, something with, you know, great value or, or something like that. I can't remember exactly the, the title. Um, and I, so I post this in a Facebook group that is uh, people in my target audience. And here's one. Of the, here's the comment I got that kind of made me think about this. And I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to leave the profanity out. But um, here's the comment. Your advertising is also the same kind of sh- crap. That's why I won't tune in. Same stupid question promising some magic BS. So... This kind of got me thinking about this whole thing. <clears throat> the crab pot theory is something I learned about many, many years ago. And uh, uh, I think it's pertinent for all people who are um, certainly all entrepreneurs, all business owners, but anybody who really is trying to make themselves better, trying to achieve certain things, you know, uh, people who are brave enough to suck at something new. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a professional uh, broadcaster. I say, um, and ah, too much. I've been told that numerous times by people who who listen, uh, who've never done a podcast, by the way. Um, and here I go again. Um, this this is a, a, a thing we all deal with. Is you know the naysayers from the the cheap sheets kind of kind of shouting at us. And I remember this very specifically. Also, a couple times in my life. One was when I got promoted for the first time from being a uh, production kind of person, you know, revenue producing employee kind of thing to a supervisor in a management role. I experienced it there where um, my people who were formerly my peers all of a sudden um, didn't really see me as a peer anymore and kind of, you know, enjoyed taking some shots at me for uh, having gotten promoted. But I really noticed it mostly when we started our, our business in 2011, myself and my partners started a business, you know, in the throes of the the Great Recession. And we just kind of had enough with working for uh, this the company we companies we had worked for. We worked for a couple of companies together, small and big, and we thought we could do it better. And so when we first started out, uh, we all had friends and people in the industry, high school friends, you know, whatever, saying things like, 
you guys are going to do great. And we're so excited for you. And yeah, man, go stick it to the man. And all those kinds of uh, statements that were very encouraging and kind of, uh, you know, supportive. You got this, you know, can't wait to see how, how you're going to crush it. All, all those kinds of things. And then over the course of the next couple of years, when it became pretty evident that we really were building something that was truly remarkable, it what we weren't going to be a, a flash in the pan. We weren't going to be a small company struggling forever to make it. Within a couple of years, it, be, it was very apparent that we were really on the right track. We were going to have some serious success. And the comments were no longer, uh, yay, go get them, and you're going to do great, and we're really excited for you. Um, there was a transition from, we can't wait for you to stick it to the man, to, well, now you are the man, and now we're not really rooting for you anymore. And there was a very noticeable change in um, the posture people had in the comments. And it went from can't wait for you to succeed to you know, this kind of wondering, well, why you and not me? It's, I, it's kind of the best way I can explain it, I guess. It, and we've all experienced this. I, you know, I'm certainly not a rarity in this kind of thing. Anybody who's gone out and consciously worked really hard to make themselves better, to achieve certain levels of success, will have people just kind of uh, screaming from the cheap seats, you know, you shouldn't have this. You're not worthy. You know, it's not fair that you have this and I don't. And, and we're going to kind of get into that. Um, it's also important for people who have a leadership team that they're developing to understand this is going to happen to your leadership team. And they're going to have doubts that are um, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, confirmed by people. And they're going to have, you know, they're going to work through this just like we have. And we have to kind of coach them through this because they're they're going to have situations where they're just not going to have it that day. And somebody can make the right comment or, or the wrong comment, I should say, that is, you know, detrimental or hurtful or, you know, tearing them down. And, and it just, it can derail them for a while. So we just have to be aware of this as mentors when we're developing a leadership team also. This doesn't just affect us. It affects people we're trying to mentor and bring up. So what is this human trait that seems to be all about tearing another person who's trying to better themselves down? There is a known phenomenon which causes this behavior in people. I learned about it back in 1998. Uh, again, when I was that supervisor just promoted and I, I kind of went into my boss and was you know, whining about how it wasn't fair that people that used to be my friends were <laughs> no longer saying encouraging things. Uh, now, part of it was I was not a very good supervisor when I first started. I've talked about that before. I just I, I had to learn a lot the hard way. I'm kind of stubborn, and and when I was especially when I was younger, and I had to learn some things. And so I wasn't uh, uh, incredibly gifted when I first started. But there's also this kind of um, crab pot theory, <clears throat> which I think is important for all of us to understand. So the crab pot theory is this: if if you throw a crab pot in the ocean, um. And for those who don't know, I mean, nowadays you can get on YouTube and you can see videos of this stuff where they actually have cameras underwater where they show crabs coming and going from these crab pots. But a crab pot is essentially like a, a, a metal dog kennel that has openings where crabs can come in and, and sometimes they can come and go and then you'll tie a piece of chicken or something like that to the middle of it to attract them. And there's the style where the crabs can come and go if there's a single crab in the crab pot that's attracted to the chicken or whatever you put in there for bait, it will go in there and it may come and go from the crab pot. It may go in and, and the some are, 
Some are designed to allow them to freely come and go. Uh, some are designed to kind of trap them in there when they're there. But the ones that allow them to come and go, like a single crab will enter and exit kind of a will. But once there's a second crab, if one of the crabs tries to leave the crab pot, the second crab will prohibit the first crab from leaving. It'll actually grab its legs and pull it back in. And this is the the um, the the analogy or explanation that that I learned in again 1998 when I you know was young. Um, and this is kind of how it is for humans. If we feel that somebody is is going to leave us and and kind of go into another area where they might be in a different um, work area or different level of success or whatever. Uh, people will tend to grab them and try to drag them back down. This is what's known as a crab pot theory. And you can Google it. You can look it up online. There's tons of different explanations, much better than the ones I could give. But this is kind of the phenomenon where if people feel like they're being left behind, they, many of them have this natural inclination to grab a hold and try to drag the person back down. Now, the way that manifests itself in humans is, is they will make comments that are not supportive they will tear people down. They'll say things that are hurtful. They'll say that you don't deserve this in, a, in that, not in a direct way, but kind of an indirect way. This shouldn't be happening to you. It's not fair that it's not happening to me, et cetera, et cetera. And the way I look at this is essentially when we see somebody doing well, we can ask ourselves a couple, we have a choice. We can either ask ourselves, why aren't we willing to put in the work to achieve the same way they are? Or we can talk about how it's unfair and we can try to bring them down. Somebody has to be blamed for a person having success and me not. And it's way less likely a person will blame themselves than somebody else. It's just the way it is, especially the kind of person who, who will you know shirk from personal responsibility. So the kind of people who are less likely to take personal responsibility, the most likely to voice these things about how it's unfair. So what are we supposed to do? This is going to happen. It probably has already happened to you in life. You've probably experienced this where you have friends that you may have had for decades. You could have had people who were friends of yours in junior high or elementary school that once you began this entrepreneurial path or whatever your version of success is, once you began going on that path and you start doing things differently, you start trying different um, things that you never would have done before to, to reach the level of success you want. People are going to reach out and, and let you know they're displeased about that. And they're going to say things that are going to really shake your confidence. They're going to support your doubts, your natural doubts that you have. So what are we supposed to do? We know this is going to happen. Well, the first thing is, I would say, I'm a firm believer that we are the average of the five people we spend the most amount of time with. Many of you have probably heard that. I really, really believe this. You take the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and an outsider who doesn't know you very well could pretty well figure out what you're all about and who you are. So with that in mind, I choose my five people very carefully. I don't seek out opportunities to spend more time with people who are doing less than me and or are likely to tear me down. I do look for opportunities to spend time with people who are doing more than me or who are more successful than me. Something else is there's, I don't like cliche sayings and whatever, but there's a handful, uh, more than a handful probably, but there's, there's some that are really helpful and something I think that are really important and important to keep top of mind. 
And a couple of those that helped me in this particular situation is something I, I heard, I don't know, a while, you know, years ago. I don't know how long ago. Um, but it was a quote by, I think Denzel Washington was attributed with this quote. I don't know if it was actually him that said it or not. Who knows? But it, anyhow, the quote goes like this. You'll never be criticized by somebody doing more than you. You'll always be criticized by somebody doing less. And I've discovered in my personal experience, that is 100% true. Nobody that I know of who's gone through the trials and tribulations that I'm, I'm going through now, nobody that I know of who's already gone through those and has achieved what I'm working through and achieved the success that I'm aiming for would look at me struggling through that and not like hitting a wall that I can't overcome, but struggling through it and making improvements and putting in the work and all those things. Nobody who's gone through that would ever criticize you for doing that. Only people who haven't would criticize that. Only people who haven't would minimize the significance or the importance or the difficulty or talk about how it's unfair. Nobody who's gone through that and put in the work to overcome these challenges would talk about how it's unfair. Nobody would do that. So that's the first thing is I keep that in mind. Whenever uh, people are throwing out criticisms like this guy that wrote this comment on Facebook, I guarantee he's never done a podcast. I guarantee he's never done some of the things that I'm doing. It's really easy from the cheap seats, cheap seats to shout out these things that are that are hurtful. Now, I want to be really clear here. I'm not talking about constructive criticism. I'm talking about or, or critiquing. I'm talking about flat out negative criticism. And we'll get into the difference here in just a second. The second thing that I keep in mind, and again, this is a kind of a cliche saying. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of these things, but there again, there's some that really that are really helpful and and pertinent and real and and useful. Um, is never take criticism from a person you wouldn't ask advice from. So if I, if you're not a person that I would go to and say, hey, I got this problem, how would you overcome that? And I would only ask a person whose opinion I valued or who had gone through this experience or had some success in the arena I was looking for. If it's not a person you would ask, like seek advice from, why would you take criticism from them? What makes their opinion valuable when it's negative, when it you wouldn't have or see value in a positive uh, comment from them. So that's the second thing. And the third one is one of my favorites from the great Thomas Sowell. And he, again, I don't know if 100% for sure if this is his saying. that I saw where it was attributed to him. I can't say if it for sure was. But I, I love this saying, and it's, it goes like this. The beauty of doing nothing is that you can do it perfectly. Only when you do something is it almost impossible to do it without mistakes. Therefore, people who are contributing nothing to society except their constant criticisms can feel both intellectually and morally superior. <laughs> and I tell you, when I look back on, on who has been the most harsh on me about, you know, whether or not I deserve success or whether or not it's fair that I have it or, you know, I shouldn't be doing this and I should be focusing on that and whatever, it is absolutely people who, who are contributing much less overall to their own success than I feel I'm contributing to mine. So um, again, the, the common theme here is kind of people who are not uh, equipped or willing or able for whatever reason to put in the work and overcome these things are the most likely to talk about how somebody else shouldn't have it or it's not fair. And then there's kind of a, the, the paraphrasing of all this that I just kind of made it myself, which is People who are working to better themselves hard enough for me to admire don't have the time or energy to criticize what I'm doing. And I, I, that's just kind of a, a thought I've put in my head over the years that I stick to. 
Uh, and again, obviously, I'm not talking about constructive criticism. I, when somebody is showing me how to be better, more efficient, or an easier way to do something, of course, I'm all ears. But I tune out when it starts to sound like they're saying I shouldn't be striving for success at all or that I'm not worthy or it's not fair that I have this or that and they don't. You know, I've, I've, I've shared with you guys over, over time um, my humble beginnings. <laughs> you know, I grew up in a trailer for, you know, at times in my life, whatever. Um, I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth for sure. Everything I have is because I worked hard to get it. And I don't feel bad about that. And people who are criticizing that for happening either don't know or, or you know, don't care about that. So why would I listen to them? So I have to remind myself that as a human being, for some bewildering reason, I'm naturally much more likely to give merit to words of criticism than I am words of encouragement from complete strangers or from people who are not well-informed or people who I would not choose to look up to or people who haven't earned the right to criticize me. It's a bizarre thing that we, many of us seem to do, and I want to work really hard to overcome that. So the first thing that I got to do is I have to know with certainty that the more I put myself out there, the more I'm going to face this crab pot behavior. The more I put the, this podcast out there, the more I talk about uh, the coaching I do for people and, and why people should listen to a person like me because I have the success, I have the track record proven success to give me credibility for people to listen to. The more I talk about that stuff, the more people are going to throw tomatoes at me and whatever you're doing, the more you put yourself out there, the more you strive for success, the more you make it known that you're doing these things, the more people who are not willing or able to do those things are going to take pot shots at you. It's just the way it is. We can just know this with certainty that the more we publicly make it known that we're trying to better ourselves and shoot for success, the more people from the cheap seats are going to throw things at you, period. We also just need to know with certainty that the people who will criticize you are not likely to be the people who have done what you were doing or are trying as hard as you are to better yourself. This is just a known thing. Now, it's super easy to say that now. It's not super easy in the moment. Like almost everything we talk about on this podcast it's easy to sit here without this going on, without the doubts in your mind, without, you know, you're having a rough day and, and somebody just comes along and says the right, you know, the right thing to, to support your doubts in that moment. It's easy to say this stuff now. It's not so easy then. But we just have to remind ourselves, the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to face this. And the, the people who are likely to criticize you for, are not people who have done what you're doing or not trying as hard as you, period. So remember the crab pot theory, you can Google it. You can look at me. It's, it's a phenomenal explanation for this kind of human behavior where when people feel like they're being left behind, their natural tendency is not to support the person who's trying to better themselves and find a different level of success. Their natural tendency is to drag them back down to their level. And oftentimes this, in my experience, in my opinion, this is because they have a choice. They could either blame themselves for not doing the work, or they can blame the other person for doing it and try to bring them down. The, the answer is obvious, which one is more likely to happen for people who are likely to be uh, not willing to take on the responsibility of their own personal actions and their own personal success in life. Those kinds of people are going to tend to drag the other person down rather than point the finger at themselves and say, why aren't you getting off your butt and doing the work that is necessary to be done if you're so unhappy this person is going and finding success? 
why don't you do that? Well, the people who are going to do this kind of thing are not likely to have that conversation with themselves. They're way more likely to blame you. So uh, the next thing is, I firmly believe in this thing that you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. So pick your five people wisely. Pick the people that when you kind of look at your average five people that you spend the most time with, is that who you would want your kids to hang out with? Is that, are they, are they likely to lead you to the path of the success that you want in life? Or are they likely to bring you down and hold you back? And I'm not saying like give up childhood friendships. What I am saying is seek out spending time with people who have what you want. Seek out finding people who are successful and in different fields than yours. Not necessarily just hang out with the people in your industry so much. Hang out with people who have attained success that have worked hard to get things that you want. Uh, and the other thing is just remembering that most of us have to consciously overcome naturally pessimistic beliefs and um, naturally giving more weight to supporting statements from others about those pessimistic beliefs. So, so a, a, a simplified way of saying that is we're more likely to doubt ourselves than to believe we can achieve things in many cases, not all. And when somebody comes along that says something that supports those doubting beliefs, we're more likely to give those statements weight than we are somebody coming along and saying, you can do this and you're going to go kick butt and you're going to do whatever. We're going to tend to dismiss those positive things and give more weight to the negative things. So just let's be aware of that. Let's be conscious about that's how we're, many of us are naturally wired. Again, not all of us. Many of us are more likely to believe negative things that support our doubts than to believe things that are positive that you know, would, would make us feel like we can do things. It's just how we're, many of us are wired. I don't know why. I wish I did. Um, and I wish it was easier to overcome that stuff. So the point is, I'll just be aware of it and, and put a plan in place. Like, what am I going to do when these things happen? What am I going to do when somebody comes along and has a negative thing to say to get me out of a funk? Who do I call? Do I have a friend I can call? Do I have a mentor I can call? You know, do I go for a walk? Do I go to the gym? You know, what do I do? Uh, have a plan because this stuff is going to happen. Acting like this stuff is not going to happen, in my opinion, is a tremendous mistake. It's going to happen, and we have to have a plan to not allow this stuff to drag us down. Doing the things that we do, building a business, uh, supporting customers, mentoring employees, these are incredibly difficult things anyway, and having people come along and just kind of you know, crap all over what we're doing just makes it that much harder. Let's have a plan for when it happens, what we're going to do. So that is it for this week. Uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, pretty pleased with sugar on top, share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's also a business owner in service industry. And of course, if you haven't had a chance yet, please give us a rating review. If you can spare a couple of minutes, that is how we build uh, this podcast community. Uh, thank you very much for all of you who have done that. And that's it for this week. And I will see you all next week.